Hello, welcome back to the Essential View Podcast. My name is Tommy, I'm your host. So today I'm joined by Makin, I'm joined by Ray, and perhaps we might be joined by a few other people. Let's see how it goes. But yeah, how are you guys doing? Is Chelsea in the mud, more or less? The last time we recorded with the guys was a preview to my new after the Brighton game. And we were like, was that enough? Was that a good response after the Newcastle game? I guess it was not after all. Chelsea have lost twice in a row. You know, in a, in a minute, more or less. So, yeah, I don't know. Ray, Mackin, how are you guys feeling ahead of... Yeah, how are you feeling, basically, on the back of a, a back of an Everton loss? How are you feeling, guys? <laughs> That's how I feel. <laughs> If yeah, yeah, Mackin, how are you feeling, man? Yeah, I'm, it's it's sad, but I'm feeling a little, um, I don't know, indifference at this point, um, because, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I guess iffy, mad, and disappointed ways to summarize them. It's tiring to be fair, because like. Because, like, um, I think I was surprised because after we lost that menu, I was surprised at how many people were, like, poch out. The amount of people that were, like, poch out. I was surprised. Then after the Everton game, people were, like, they lost their heads, that sort of thing. So the menu one surprised me. I, don't, I was just surprised. By yeah, that. You, know, you know, with our fan base and, um, you know, typically with fan bases in general, um, there's a lot of emotions, especially after a loss. Yeah. So I, I, they just need something to blame, someone to blame. And, you know, they'll come up with the, yeah. the quickest, quickest solution in quotes, and which is the whole punch out movement. Um, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't think the fan base yeah. fully understands yet that we're no longer in the Roman Abramovich era, where it's kind of like higher and fire. So I think their minds, their emotional minds, mm-hmm. at least from that point, hasn't reconciled with the fact that we have a new structure, a new ownership. And to be honest, a new project, whether anybody likes it or not. Um, and people just need to, at least <laughs> once they've calmed down from the emotional aspect of it, come to terms huh? with the realities. I hear you. For me, it's like, it's like, well, how do we fix Chelsea? Because oh, in reality, we just have to keep winning. But Pochettino is not really showing the tactical nows to keep winning. I don't know what you guys think. But Ray, what do you think? Mark, what do you guys think? Yeah? What do you think? He's not really showing the winning yeah, mentality. Yeah, yeah. Do you mean? Yeah, yeah, I can yeah, I was saying, yeah, I told you, I'm not you, right? You're the results guy. I've always been the performance guy. Um, <laughs> we, at the beginning of the season, right, Poch tried a certain build-up and a certain structure, and he realized it didn't work. He was trying to do one person in front of the back three hybrid, his back four, but in build-up, it's, it's very different. It's like a 3-1-6, like that's what they call it. Didn't work. Second half against yeah. Liverpool, we change it. And it works. And we almost beat Liverpool. Then we play West Ham. 
you keep playing that same system at worst, Connie gets injured, and then we have very inconsistent setups. Like this setup we use against um, City was probably the last time we used a good setup. Um, I don't use results to be like, okay, this, this, this guy should go because you have to take everything in context with injuries and all that other stuff, new team, all of that. But I think after the United, no, really it started when we played Newcastle, right? Um, and I think that for me is Poch's blueprint, uh, blueprint in general for going forward because that's how we played in terms of structure ever since then. And when we lost to um, United, I, I was done with them. But I wasn't in the <laughs> mode of fire him right now. But at that point in time, I just knew he wasn't the guy. Um, so I just got to be realistic. Yeah. I don't want him here anymore. But players are going to come back. Um. He's also going to get a chance to get players in January. Um, and frankly, I was telling people a hey, two seasons minimum, but you get to the end of the season. I'm not really it. Unless like we get to like 16, 17. And then if we get near that area, he has to go. But he's got the January transfer window. Players are going to come back. Um, get rid of who you want, don't want to be here anymore. And whoever you want to keep, uh, whoever you want to bring in, bring them in. And then hopefully there's a change. But me personally, I'm done with punch. That's kind of where I'm at right now. Yeah, yeah just to piggyback uh, <laughs> on Ray, um, I echo 100% what he said. Um, I, I, I can't remember the last time I was as frustrated I, as I was with a manager um, after that Manchester United game. And I think that's why whatever happened with Everton really didn't phase me much because I still haven't even recovered from what we saw at Manchester United. Um, you know, just to add to what Ray said in, in terms of his performance, the fact that he's not able, I understand all the context, right, of the injuries, new players, new system, new club, etc. But the fact that he cannot motivate and gets a lot more from what he's getting from the players is actually was very concerning to me, right? Because no matter what anybody says, uh -huh. you know, we have a talented group of players. They might be young, they might be inexperienced, they might be whatever, but these are professional football players, right? Um, they have attributes um, that make them, you know, touted as the next big thing or, you know, young wonders. So the fact that Poch, for whatever reason, while he's trying to tinker, you know, with his formation and the setup, the fact that, you know, people cannot just egg, egg on you know, a win, right? Just, you know, do something, a, a moment of brilliance. Um, okay, this system didn't work. Go and express yourself a little bit in freedom and, and, and you know, go, go grab the game by, by, by the neck. That part is what is yeah. actually pissing me off the most because I don't like comparing it with other teams because obviously other teams, other clubs, they all have different... Um, circumstances, conditions, and, you know, context is king. But if you strip all that away and just leave it from, okay, let's see how the players are actually playing. Are they motivated? I, if if, if wow. plan A doesn't work, do they stick with plan A and believe it to the death? Do they fight for the coach? Do they fight for the for the badge? You know, Aston Villa, um, Ange, uh, Tottenham, right? 
even even though they're going yeah. through a bad spell. I, but at least you can see that the, the players are buying into it, and they overachieved in the beginning of the of the season. So just th- those pieces, right? Like when you you look at that and you try and compare with what Poch is trying to do with a more talented yeah. crop of players, I'm very disappointed that he hasn't been able to at least get more from that performance standpoint, like Rach was talking about, which will eventually and sometimes give us a win or a draw, right? Who knows, we might have won three out of the six losses that we've had so far. If that additional thing, that motivation um, comes comes out from the players. So I, I don't know, man. Um, I don't know if the players are, are not fighting or playing for him anymore, but that's a huge piece I'm really disappointed in. I agree, because Watch is known to be an attacking coach, attacking-minded coach. So it's interesting to see that, you know, it's just interesting to see that we're just lackluster, no cutting edge. Obviously, it's the first season. I don't know how he hit the ground running at Spurs and Tottenham and Southampton. You know, yeah. so I don't know precisely, you know, but like, but, but then he had money. But tell me to be fair. Had, yeah. Sorry to interrupt you, because I, I think you brought up a good point about that attacking lacklusterness, right? To be fair to him, right? Yeah. Um, Chelsea as what? They've lost, they've missed 35 or 32 big chances, right? Like they lead the league mm-hmm. in big chances squandered. Um, we, we dominate in possession, um, shots on target. Uh, not shot on target, just total shots, right? But I think mm-hmm. the problem, to your point, is the conversion of all those things. So his system mm-hmm. offensively works, and I'm sure Rich will agree with me. I think the part that's kind of like, <laughs> you know, shaky is, you know, we're leaking goals. We're not looking that convincing in the middle, right? So when our mm-hmm. for, um, our forwards are not converting the chances that is being created, and you have a shaky defense, you're going to lose games. It's really poor. It's really poor. Like. It's really poor because, like, I mean, as they say, you win. That was your first line. You win championships through your defense. So, I think we've considered a lot of goals and like, well, sitting in twelfth position. It's just sad, man. Like, I mean, look at the Everton game yesterday. Like that first goal we conceded was just horrific. Like horrific. We, we <laughs> the attacking edge was so poor because we lacked, like, we lacked. We like we like we like the potency and mm-hmm. so many like I mean I'm gonna be I'm an honest objective guy and I'm not gonna judge Broya off one game but that was a terrible terrible the guy show. Is shit, it was terrible. Man. I don't know it's why shit. people just want to he, he he's not good it, just, but do you do you no do you <laughs> want to know why he's terrible right <laughs> he's terrible because no, he, he played in one player a generic. Generic analysis on the whole team. Mm, I'm not doing generic. I'm not doing doing the generic because I can go through every single player, right? From the start, we had Broy up front, right? He's supposed to be Mr. Hold up play, pin the center backs back. All he did literally was run in between the center backs, get the ball, run into traffic, and then when he gets the ball, he holds it a million miles. He holds it for like a million minutes, doesn't shoot, doesn't pass, and then he loses the ball. He's also a part of the reason why we even conceded that first goal, right? Let's go back to end zone to 10. What are we doing? <laughs> why are we doing this again? Mudrick, 
he's raw as hell. So many loose passes and whatnot, but he was the biggest threat in that game. Palma, calm, composed, did his regular game. Kaiseido, he's playing by himself, basically. I don't know how he hung in there. We still kept the ball, but we did that. Um, Gallagher, oh, oh my God. He is so lucky we didn't get punished. There was two or three times he passed the ball to Calvert-Lewin, and I was confused. Why did you pass the ball to Calvert-Lewin? He would get the ball. He couldn't get past anybody. He would get the ball. He would hold, it on, he would hold on for it for too long. He would get the ball, didn't know how to build up. And then the back line. I feel bad for Reese. I feel bad for you, but 26 minutes and you played, what, six games and you didn't finish any of them? Come on. Um, who was our left back? Cole Will at left back. Oh, my God, he's a criminal. So the first goal, do you know how we conceded? Enzo gets into the final third, edge of the box, makes a pass to Broya. Broya somehow doesn't get the ball. Then they counter with Dwight McNeil. Right behind Dwight McNeil is Conor Gallagher. All you had to do was foul him. Foul him, get a yellow, and then keep it going. You didn't foul him, fine. Sanchez is one-on-one with this guy, so it's finished. Sanchez makes an amazing save. Now, 10 minutes before that, he was grabbing his knee, so I knew he wasn't going to make the other save. I knew if they shot it, it was finito. I see Colwell right there. I'm like, okay, Colwell, you can close him down. If Kukurea was on that side, we'd have closed him down. He backed off him and put his hands behind his back and just let him shoot. He did that against Adingra. He got dunked down by McTominay. This is not the first time it's happened, so this is something, this is just who he is. Um... From top to bottom, I don't think most of the players were bad. I think Oli Gallagher was very bad, and Broya was horrendous. Oh, yeah. um, those yeah. were the two. Everyone else either had an average performance, so they were okay. But the reason why those type of lukewarm performances are terrible is because we didn't look potent. Like, there's some games we just pepper people when we don't score, and those are the type of ones you can respect. But it was, it was a passengery type of game, you know? And Everton weren't as intense as I thought they were because it fit. Like, if they didn't have the points deduction, they'd be on 23 points. They'd be three points behind Man United. I think they'd be seventh. So they're not like a bum team. Um, nope. They're not like some, some – no, they're a serious team. They've been playing very well. Um, so – You couldn't, yeah. couldn't, like, one of them enough. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, it was really poor. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, like I said, I'm not no, going to play off one game. But Sterling, but why aren't we Sterling, Sterling. When Sterling came on, at least you can see he tried to do... We looked better, at least, when Sterling came on. No, no, he was terrible. But the second goal... No, we looked better because Jackson came on. (laughs) Because even though Jackson has no box presence, the guy, when he comes on, he just creates a bunch of space just by the chaos he he creates. That's one of the reasons why we started creating at the end. And British didn't give us that outlet. So, all of you guys that big up Broya, like I said, that was only game one. So, me, I don't have anything else to say about him. (laughs) You said all you can say about him. <laughs> and you guys can still hear me, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can. Okay, okay. Yeah, I, I, I've, I've been staying away from, you know, the timelines and all that because I know people are going to be, you know, going towards the potch in, potch out conversation, boldly this, boldly that. But I believe the, the major problem we have is a personal thing at least that's the 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 major thing for me that i've been trying to wrap my head around because all those chances that you know we were talking about earlier 
Um, there was a total of 16 shots um, for yesterday's game against us, um, Everton, right? And six hit the woodwork and four on target, right? If we have potency up front, like actual people that puts the fear of God in, in the minds of defenders, right? That could actually finish. That doesn't hold on to the ball too much. That actually takes shots, right? That chance that Brewer, I don't know what he did. He got the ball and he started moving towards the right instead of to take the shot one time. He held on for too long and Palmer eventually ballooned it over the bar. Like, if we had, like, potent people up front, that game would have been a different game, right? Because out of those, out of those, uh, let's say, 10 shots, right, that, that were yeah. kind of on target, like, we could have converted a majority of that and this conversation we'll be having will be different. Even if there was, yeah. like, lapses in the midfield from corner and they, they managed to score one goal, we could have still won 4-1 or 4-2. So that's, I, I think, people just need to sit down and actually ask the questions, what is wrong? Yes, our recruiting hasn't been the best, but nobody can sit down at the same time and say the team we had last year was also superb, that we should have left, we should have kept 60% of those players because it's the same fan base that was crying about downing tools. So I, I think to be a constructive fan base now, we just have to say, okay, yes, we don't want to do too much retail therapy, but at the same time, the recruitment must actually focus on solving the gaping issues, which is obviously, you know, experience-based, talented, proven attackers who could finish the ball and not just run around yeah. and, and be doing things. At least th yeah. that's, that's what I think. Jesse is in the house. Jesse, what's up, man? Yeah, what's up, guys? I'm just, I'm just listening, man. I'm just listening, guys. Uh, well, you don't listen. It's, it's time to hear your opinion on what is going on at Chelsea, man. What can you say is the problem at Chelsea, and how can we solve it? No, no, what's the problem for Sable? How can we solve it? Yeah, man. This stuff is, you know, it's it's it's, it's intrinsic, bro. Like the whole fabric, everything that's happening right now is not surprising, you know. It's it's shocking, but it's not surprising at the same time. It's like it was obvious. We were just hoping that it was gonna go the other way. It was gonna go good. That's what we we're like all hoping for because we're fans. But it was pretty obvious that they were destroying the club as they were sending people yeah. out and bringing people that knew nothing that they were doing. It was very obvious this was going to happen. I voiced my concerns at the moment when it was happening. They were just sending everyone out and bringing in people that have no clue. From, uh -huh. the, from the hierarchy all the way to the players they were bringing in, people that just have zero clue, no experience of nothing. Um, it, they shot themselves in the foot. It was, they did this to themselves, man. I can't even... I don't even know what to say. Like, everyone involved... Like it was something that was like the writing was definitely on the wall, hundred percent. Um, right now, pointing fingers and all this stuff, I feel like it's is yeah. Like I've already done it. I already did this because it was it was pretty <laughs> obvious to me. I swear it was pretty <laughs> obvious to me. So this is not really like something new. This is something that I knew was gonna happen, man. It's just sad. Very sad. But what's the solution? What's the solution? Bro, the, the only solution is to ditch this stupid, stupid fucking, like, whatever they think they're doing with buying kids and uh, fuck off. Like, buy some ballers, buy people that, that can actually play football. Yeah. That's the first thing we need. Like, True. I don't know. 
True. To me, it sounds basic. It is something that they should have known already. But that's the first thing we need is to but, ditch the stupid ass plan <laughs> that is running the club into the ground. That's what yeah. they need to do. Yeah. But do you think it's a bit late? Bro, they've already bought because, like, like they've already bought like a million fifteen year olds, bro. They they don't need to continue. <laughs> Yeah, no, Josie, you, you bring up a good late? point. Yeah, no, um, no. tell me just to that point, right? I don't think oh. it's about late. I think both both of you are saying the same thing in terms of what needs to be done. So uh-huh. <laughs> I agree a hundred percent that the approach, the recruitment approach, needs modifying. So I think it needs to be modificated, uh, mod- modified, right? So modifications uh-huh. needs to be in place. They've already uh-huh. established the foundation modern enough by buying all the youngsters they can. They can catch, right? And they've signed all of them for eight, 10 years. Great. Future is solid. We're good to go, right? Now, mm-hmm. the modification should be now bringing in ballers, like Josie said. Like, get, if it's Osman, I'm not saying Osman is the only person, but if it's Osman that is the right person, you know, spend the money and bring him in. Midfielders, spend the money and bring them in, right? Um, because now you've built the foundation of your young core. Now you can integrate those experienced, really proven players into the team. That's the modification that needs to be done. So I don't think it's scrapping per se, because they've already bought the players to Josie's point, <laughs> but it's just, you know, not say, okay, this is phase two of bringing in the, the more advanced players. True. But also, do you guys realize that at every transfer window, it's not been, well, buying kids, buying kids, it's been different philosophy for each transfer window. I don't know if you guys remember, no, no. When it comes to the foundation of mm. what we bought, right, it looks bad now because if I told you that this season our lineup was going to look something like Sterling up front, Cole Palmer in the middle. Uh, I said Sterling up front. Sterling on the left, Cole Palmer on the right. Um, Jackson. Up front, you got, not Jackson, it'd be Nkunku. Jackson. I think Nkunku was meant to come in to, oh, to be yeah. the guy up front. And then in the 10 list, you had Connie, you had Enzo Caicedo, you had a back four of Reese, um, Badia Shield, Fofana, and Kukurea, and then Sanchez. You'd probably say, okay, there's something to work with there. And you maybe get rid of, if you don't like the left backs we have, you get a new left back, you get a new goalkeeper down the line, and then you get an actual striker up front in the wing. And then you have four players that you, that basically you need to get in two windows. And you don't have to force it. Um, that's one thing I'll say about the injuries um, that's pushed everything back. However, um, when we were buying all these young players and whatnot, I kind of understood it because we sold like 20-something players, right? Um, most of which people say, oh, those players were better than these players. But you forget a lot of that team was also injury-prone. A lot mm. of that team was also aging. And a lot of that team doesn't fit in the mode of current modern football. Even now, the top names you're going to name me, most of them aren't in their 30s. They're probably below 27. Uh, the problem is no, we, we, bought two, we bought too young in terms of experience. Like you could buy okay. someone who's 24 or 25, maybe 23, and you can get an Enzo. Like let's say we got an, an Enzo Cancelo mode of a player on the wing or up front. Let's say we got Openda up front, or we got Nico Williams, or we got Kubo. Or we got Kane Lee. Or we got yeah, um, some of these players 
in terms of how young they want, because you can get young players, but you, you can also get young players that are good. Um, and I think that's the part where but, we kept buying way but, too much, way too much, way too much, and we're still buying way too much um, in terms of that. And but, the good thing about the January window is it's clear they're going to go up in terms of their experience, how much experience they're going to buy. I just don't think it's going to be the mold that people think. It's not going to be 25, 20, uh, 26, and 27, 28-year-olds. Uh, go ahead, Tommy. But then we hired Poch. Sorry, yeah, sorry to interrupt. We hired Poch to to handle those kids because we, he has a good reputation with kids. At this point, I think it's more of a tactical thing because, like, you can't tell me an elite manager would not be able to tell these kids to to do what he wants them to do. As opposed to, like, I think it's more of a tactical problem as opposed to, like, oh, we just signed kids, to be fair. Because I don't have a problem with, like, signing 21-year-olds and trying to, like, how do you say they should become men in like five years. I get the idea, okay, long-term plan, like a mixture of both of that. I do get it. But at the same time, it's like, tactically, we're not there yet. Because you can't tell me there's uh, uh, bad. Or they're too yeah, young. Yeah. No. We're just not there yet. Yeah, but tell me, like, let me ask you a question, right? What was the number one reason Mourinho never liked working with young players? Even till today. Well, I can't answer that question. I mean, obviously, because... Oh, oh. You know, he said you can't win anything with Mourinho. kids. That's what he said. Yeah, Mourinho, Mourinho was steadfast all through his career Freaky. that you can't win anything with kids because they it takes a while to mold them into the way you want to mold them, especially tactically. They might have all the gifts in the world, but they're young for a reason, and he does just doesn't have time because for him, yes. he just wants to win now, right? So <laughs> I remember Wenger. Mm-hmm. Wenger had kids at Arsenal, and I, I know Arsenal struggled. We're going, Mackie. Yeah, he had kids. Yeah, and that's why they couldn't win. Wenger was known to be um, top four specialist, right? He's gonna get you in in fourth place. He's gonna get you to the FA Cup final. He might win one cup or, or, or so here because he's really good. But he had struggles too because the the, the game was changing, right? Or the game was different back then. So I, I think we poach, and I'm not trying to defend him or anything, because yes, I do agree, he does have the gift of working with younger players, but even in the past, like he still had a mixture of experienced players in that squad. It wasn't like a, a total team of, of youngsters. And it is harder for young people to catch the technical aspects of the game more than like the more experienced folk, right? So... And that, and this is my number one beef with the recruitment or why we've seen some of this, you know, downfall um, or aftermath is because we put in these young guys in a bad position as well. Some people could argue that we're setting them up for failure because you, you bring all of them, you tout them as, you know, um, fantastic players. Then you put all the expectations of the entire world on your shoulders and you're now shocked that some of them can actually hold it again because they're not experienced enough. <laughs> so everything is cause and effect, right? So there are things that we should be surprised about, but there should be other things that is like we, we could see the writing in the world on the wall, like Josie said, right? It's gonna yeah. take a lot of the problems, it's time that is the is the number one solution for a lot of the problems we're facing. Yes, you can buy yourself out in certain areas that we talked about earlier in terms of striker and all that stuff but long term it's going to be tough but it's poached the guy though 
That I can't answer, to be honest, because I'm pissed at him right now. Because I believe he should be <laughs> getting more out of the team, 100%. That's, yeah, It's in 12. He should not be sitting No, do you 12. know what it is about the, the, the recruitment, right? The recruitment, let's say, and this is where Poch is inefficient. Let's say we got, let's say, um, this team, and we gave it to, if you guys have ever heard, let's say Zerbi had this team, right? Zerbi might struggle yeah. for a month. Because he's a part of the new wave exactly. of coaches, where the way they coach isn't anywhere near as rigid. Most of these players know how to play in different positions, in different zones, in different situations, and because of that coaching style, the coaches adaptability. With Poch, he's adapting his tactics, but the players can't really take in the way he does it because he's not at Southampton or. He's not at Spurs where he's got like the time to, to just BS and teams are going to approach his games very differently. Um, so if we, if he's not a modern coach, he's more one of the older mode of coaches. Um, that's why maybe getting him in the short term is not positive because let's say we had the Nkunku, somebody who could score a goal for him or the big dude he would like in midfield or the mobile center back that engages like a Fafana or whatnot, then this season will probably be a little different. And maybe his system um, would have thrived. But he's just not adaptable. So I guess we have to realize that this coach is not adaptable, so we just get him the two or three signings he needs in, in January, and then he's still got six months to prove himself. Um, and after that, you reevaluate. Um, but he has no excuses in January because he's going to get the signings, and a lot of the injuries are going to be gone. Obviously, Reese, he's done. But... <laughs> Everything else is like, yeah, no excuse. Yeah. The thing is, we know, before I let just go, we know how difficult it is for players to move in January. So it's not guaranteed as well. This is not the summer. It's not guaranteed. And in reality... Yeah, talk about Chelsea. We it, always win our, our, our transfer. <laughs> Listen, we get what we want. I'm not worried about the transfer. We'll get what we want. Uh, Poch will get what he wants. So let's see. I'm not really worried. Jesse, what do you think so far about guys? I've said, but yeah, let's see. Yeah, I agree. I agree with all of that, man. I agree with all of that. Um, so Poch for Poch right now, man, it's complicated, bro, because his, you know, his mindset is in the right place. It's 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 a better mindset than Porter, but mm. he's performing like Porter, so you. <laughs> You don't know what to say about it, man. It's just, bro. I'm so confused right now as a Chelsea fan. I don't even know what to tell you. <laughs> I mean, do you guys want to talk about? I mean, do you want to talk about my new game? There's no point, right? You see, to I, be fair, I, I mean, the man new game was a shambles. That's, uh, that's, <laughs> that's the end. Right. I tried to warn you. You said we're going to win. I tried to warn you. No, you no, 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 no. Shit. When, when going to that game, I told you, we can go back to this. You guys, I don't know if you guys were there, but I literally said we should win, but I have a nasty feeling Poch is going to do some dumb stuff with the lineup. And what did he do, Tommy? <laughs> I told you this. We can go that back to the thing. I, I told you. I remember that part. That was a shock. That, that part was shocking, actually, because who starts... I mean... Do you guys remember the lineup? It was Cowell, the left back, and Kukurela at right back, while we had Rhys James on the bench. And 
is Sassy and Thiago Silva. And then I can't remember, he did something bizarre as well. But in reality, if Jackson scored, if Jackson took at least one of his two chances, we would not be having, would, not, would have not lost that match. So let's be real. You can't really blame. You could blame Poch for the back line. I do get it. But you can't really blame him too much, in my opinion. Yeah, we had Jackson five big chances. Five big chances. Three from Jackson and two. I've forgotten the other, the other two. Yeah. Like if we scored three out of the, the five or even, you know, we could have scored four because they were really, really good chances. It would have been a different story. But regardless, exactly. even if we won that game, <laughs> if that was the same performance, I would still be mad. I don't I, like because no, I, I've watched. I hear you, but Mackin, you have you guys know. Uh, yeah, sorry, no, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. You know that. You know when you win, it it it, it pays over the cracks. It's just what happens. Yep. Yeah, so, but that's not good, right? Want, because you, you know what's not good, Tommy. True, though, if we one want, of the no reasons we... why we're even in this <laughs> is is situation. Barring the government, barring any of that, is because for the past eight years, Marina and 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 Co have been incompetent. That's why we had to Thank sell you, twenty players. That's why we had an aging midfield. That's why we had an aging back line. That's why Rudiger left. That's why Christensen left. Um, that's why our scout hasn't been good. So the ownership have to hold accountability for not for firing TT either too late. Um, mm-hmm. And not having a proper plan in place, even though I hate them for it, but that's their decision, that's their club. But I also, they, and, and the whole recruitment strategy of, you know, anybody below 25, even if you're going to sign people 25 and below, we needed players that were within that 22, 23, 24 mark who were actually play a season or two under their belt. So even though they're young, they, you can say, okay, they played enough to the point where there's not too much to be done. But Marina and Cole are also a part of why we're in this, and that's the part that they glamorize these guys, and it becomes funny. Obviously, they instilled a culture of winning, but ultimately, because football is evolved, we can't get away with stuff like that no more. So that's why I was advocating for us to have a, a manager that was just consistent. But with Poch, I guess he's going to be rigid, and maybe if he shows within this next month that he can actually um, – bring back the injured guys and get some results and get some progression, then I'm all for him staying another season and actually laying the foundation. But again, he's on a short leash for me. Um, also, the ownership have to hold corn for every decision they made, even a point in punch, because he literally doesn't fit the team. He wants to play this work rate type style with a bunch of players that really, they're not runners, they're just technical players. Um, so they have to hold corn for that. But Poch also has a home court for his build-up and, and his lack of um, defensive shape, you know? So everyone's holding court. And some of the players just aren't good enough, which is fine to say. But, yeah. The best example is Villa. The best, the best example is the Villa situation, man. Aston Villa. Like, if you read up what they did last season, appointing in that Emery and all that, look at where they, and look at where they are right now. They don't need to have the players per se. If you're good, you're good. Poch is just not doing good right now. But um, we'll leave it there. We'll leave it there. Let's talk about Reese James before we call it a day. What was happening with Reese James? We don't know the length of the injury, actually. So everybody should, like, not panic too much. It was a hamstring. So I do get why. But, yeah, 
What are we saying about Rich James? Jersey. Yo, Rich James, man. Terrible. Bro. That's crazy. Go on. Yeah. It's crazy, bro. Like, James, man. Like, come on, man. And especially, like, right now, the trend is starting to ball out all over again. It's like, yeah, it's not looking good, bro. It's not. Mackie, what are we saying, bro? Yeah, it's it's pretty sad, man, because we understand, and obviously he doesn't want to be injured, right? And and etc. It's 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 definitely going to be messing with his his mental state right now. Um, but I know, like, I know there's always been rumors, right, here and there, that there's an opportunity for him to, you know, do a, take do the surgery that could, you know, potentially mm-hmm. solve the recurrence of this issue. Um, it might be out for an extended period of time, but at least it will it will fix the majority of the issue. And I believe his sister kind of had a similar thing, and she took she did the injury and the surgery. Um, and you you could see that she's been pretty pretty consistent since she came back. So if that is any truth, you know, in that particular piece, I I think it's something that he should consider because from his perspective, just the stop start stop start. Thing must be yeah, it's not, must be messing with him, right? Yeah, it's not yeah, good. At so all. it's not good. So we know his capability, we know his abilities, we know he's the best right back. Like when he's in form and everything, um, yeah. but y- y- people will forget. You're only as good as your last performance and the last time they saw you. So you you have to do everything mm-hmm. possible to put you in the right situation to excel in your in your, in your rank. So the, the the club should push him if that is indeed an option that might you know get him out of this this mess that the club should definitely push for him to do it now because it's it's not looking good at all man it's embarrassing no it is very embarrassing and it's you can't defend (laughs) that's the that's a problem you can't defend anymore defend him true yeah what was your reaction when i saw because like (laughs) before he got subbed off he put his hands in his face and i was like oh my god um With Reese, I've I've just maintained because you have a gusto there who's not um who's who's not as good as him attacking wise, but so so good defensively, who like I said, that's what I needed to uh a right back for. And he can go well, he can go forward in terms of like hmm, what what'd you say? Yeah. He's young, but Gusto is like twenty, so he can improve. There's yeah. a lot of room to improve. Um, yeah, so that's yeah, I mean the, the attacking thing is whatever. He's not really injury prone. He's had that hamstring situation um since Leon, so it's not too bad. Um but okay. yeah, Reese, I'm I'm not on this whole selling Reese thing. He's a free he's a player that's free. Um we've had him here at the club. Um just keep him and hopefully we can find a solution. Um he's still twenty four, so he's it's it's not finished yet, but yeah, I'm not with the whole selling Reese thing. I'm not all the way surprised he got injured because I had something in the back of my mind, you know, when when it rains and pours, you know what I'm saying? You ever heard that saying? When things get bad, they're yeah. just going to get worse until they get way better. Um, and that's kind of where we're at right now. We're just in the dumps. Luckily, we're getting to the end of the year. So hopefully the beginning of next year, things reset. Um, and I'm, I'm a little happy that everything is kind of bad now. And then hopefully second half of the season is decent. You know, but, but yeah, that's the but best thing to say. Do you know what's scary? They've actually managed his minutes. What do you guys think? They've actually... Because if you remember, he didn't start against Manu and a few other games before that. Like, I think 
he didn't start Man City and he didn't start I don't remember what game it was before the the Newcastle game I think he started I'm not sure but like basically he came back and he didn't like start all the games like they managed actually took time to manage the minutes but now look he's he's going into Kante territory at this point yeah, and I think that's the frustrating good, part because they took a different approach with him this time, trying to ease him back, make sure he's yeah. healed and all that fun. So the fact that it still happened, especially like 26 minutes or whatever into the game, um, I think that's that's what makes it even hurt more. Um, that, okay, what is this? That it, This has to be a different <laughs> type of problem or at least the solution has to be a different approach. So, true, true. Yeah. Well, that was a good conversation. Would you guys like to speak about some? Oh yeah, Noni, Noni Madueke would like to leave for more game time. Would you like to call it a day, or should we talk about Noni Madueke? Well, for Noni, um, he knew what he was signing up for when he, he <laughs> accepted the contract to come to Chelsea with the project, right? because they told him he's going to be a collection of the best young players from across Europe and Africa, right, or, or wherever. So you have to come in there and challenge. Um, yes, things might have not started the way he, he expected, um, but yeah. if he doesn't have the mindset that, okay, I, I, I deserve more playing time and I'm going to show you that you need to put me in there, that should be the yeah. mindset that he should, he should have. And if he doesn't have that, fine, I'm okay with him moving on. I'd rather have people with those kind of strong mindsets yeah. than, than, than not. Yeah, but then do you guys think is a bit partial towards Modric? Because Modric, everybody wanted like Modric to start. Maybe because it cost more. So perhaps that's why. If you remember, there's more of like a... a, a I don't know, the, a clamor. Everybody clamored for like Modric to start, start, start. But Madweke is a bit different. It's like, you know... Do you think that's a good thing? I don't know. Rate, what do you think? Oh, yeah. Sorry. Go on. Go on. Go on. Go no, on no, just real quick before Rich. I don't, I don't think the fan base clamoring for a player to start is influencing Pochettino for any sense. Or there's a, a sense that, oh, we bought a player for 80 something million. So Poch has it. I just think it's more that Poch is seeing that Mudrick, more times than none, is always our da- most dangerous player on the field. Right, even when you compare yeah. him against Sterling and the rest of the crew, it might be extremely raw, but you can see that they're trying yeah. to work on specific things with Mudrik, which to me, I think warrants him starting certain games and even playing more than Madweke. Madweke has had injuries. He has he had that um you know, what do you call it, that um incident of him going to the club and all that fun stuff. So he too didn't he didn't do himself any favors. So I, I don't think it's Fair or necessary correct to say is because of the the price tag yeah. of Mudrik that's causing him to start over money. Fair enough. Finally, I guess we all agreed that. Okay, no, wait. Oh, let me just say this about the money thing. Um, like he said, um, it's all of that in terms of him, his own physical injuries and stuff he's been having. Because, um, in comparison to him and and Mudrik, I've always been more leaning on the Mudrick side, but I don't think that should affect the game because whoever comes on and shows impact is the one who should start. So if Sterling is the best one and Noni's on the other side, then that's what we should go. 
or if someone is injured and you know Woodrick has to play on the left and you know Sterling is on the other side that's fine because you should get your chance to even be on the bench him not being on the bench indicates either one of two things either he's injured either he's um he's having things in tactical issues in uh in terms of the formation because one thing people don't talk about is his tracking back um two goals the goal we conceded against trossard is because he didn't track back the goal mm-hmm. last season against west ham that we conceded was because we, he didn't track back and i also think in the game this year too i don't know if he played Brentford. yeah um i think that's one of the reasons why Poch don't play him so i think it has to do more with Poch than it does have to having to do with uh favorites because there are things that mudrick even when he's on and off, he's trying to track back. He's doing his best to do things on both sides of the ball. With Noni, you know you're only going to get the attacking side, and Poch doesn't seem to like it uh, mm-hmm. when you're only getting the attacking output because his system relies on high pressing. So your wingers do have to track back, and we saw it in, in the Spurs and the Man City game. So I think that's the reason why he's not playing. And if he feels like this is not the place for him, I'm not going to say, oh, you know, you in the club, you're a betrayer. Oh, I mean, it just didn't work. Him and Pochettino just don't work well yeah. together, and that's fine. Mm, it's quite sad, but we'll see how it goes. So I guess we've all agreed that Pochettino is not getting sucked, right? We can yeah, he's, he's not getting, yeah, he's not getting sucked. No, yeah, no. He has at least a year. Yeah, to the all end right, of the season. Fair. Because I had on my notes, I was like, oh, who, who do you like to replace Pochettino? But since we all agree, then I don't think there's a point to talk about it, right? Just real quick about the whole replacement oh. thing for the folks that are always making lists of Gavi Alonso and whoever. <laughs> it's going to be, hedge, um, what do you call it, Hedgehog Day all over again, mm. right? Mm. If, you, if you replace Pochettino with one of these quote-unquote unproven people, right? Because okay. the same characteristics will still be there in terms of where we are as a club and you know what we're trying to do and the fan base not being patient enough for anything other than fire people and try and win one cup or two cups here even though yeah. deep down inside as a club we've not been good for the past seven years right so all the whole shouts for replacement if you're not giving me somebody that has won at least two champions league and has won you know the titles in their respect respective um, um yeah. leagues i don't mm-hmm. want to hear about it <laughs> well the truth is the truth is we're trying to see what poch does on the ball wrong, initially we had like i don't know if i had an identity per se but we can't really see what poch is trying to do that's the problem so we just want someone who can we can see what he's trying to do like for example sorry i think sorry should come back wait but wait, wait. that's not that's happen. not fair that's not fair actually like it's not <laughs> You can technically see what Poch is trying to do. Like, you can see it. It's just not working. They've played well in a lot of games, and they just can't finish their dinner. Like, we could, there's, to be fair to him, we have seen what he is actually trying to do. We have seen that. But we didn't play well against everything, did we? Because, Wait, because what right, do you before think? We played, right before we played United, sorry, I, let me just finish this. Right before we played United, I was talking to United fans 
And uh-huh. most most of them were saying that Ten Hag, he's just scraping wins, but they have no identity. They can't even see what he's trying to do. But they exactly. said they could see what Poch is trying to do, but it's just that people can't score. So they had this opinion about it before the game. So it, it's I don't think it's fair to say that we can't see what he's trying to do. Uh, no, I can't. See no, that. but if you say if you say you can see what he's trying to do, then what do you think he's trying to do? Uh, they, we've had some. Okay, I guess the perfect game would probably be hmm, which one? Which one? We've had a couple of good ass games this season that haven't gone our way, and then we've had some like the Spurs one where we won four one, but we played horribly. So the whole thing has just been up and down, to be fair. But we we have had games where we've seen the exact way he's trying to play. This all out, yeah. It was it was working well at, at the beginning, and now I think like the guys. I don't know. I feel like I'm making an excuse for them because they're like they're acting like they're all burnt out and shit. They're not. The United game was was such a shameful game. That's probably the that's probably the most painful. That's probably the most painful Chelsea match I watched since like united last season against yeah, Potter. like that was probably like it was so hurtful like i hated it so much it was yeah, terrible. what was your reaction to jackson's miss i don't digress too much bro. what was your reaction to jackson's miss you remember but i'm not i'm not taking anyone uh i'm not i'm not going to do the whole you know scapegoat thing for that united game everyone was a big mess like they couldn't string two passes together bro like it was such a shame man i really couldn't even watch the game it was so terrible fair enough i respect your mature answer <laughs> Bore, um yeah, we're just talking about Pochettino who's trying to do on the ball. Personally, I can't really see it. So I I wouldn't mind Sari. I think Sari should come back. I think at least Sari will be able to impose his tactics on this kid. And we and you know you're gonna get the ball so defensively we're fine. Because the mis- one misconception I had about Sari ball was that oh, we're gonna concede goals. But in reality, we did not concede. Uh, bar the Man City game, we considered six goals, but bar that, we didn't really consider a lot of goals. You could, look, you could go back and check. Our defensive record was quite nice under, what's his name? Sorry. And bear in mind, we had Kepa and goal in his first season. So, yeah, I think personally, I would like Sari's comeback. But in reality, I don't think it's possible because there are no links. But and right, the fan base will not stand for it. Let's, let's, be, let's be honest about this. Yeah. They didn't give him time the first round. What makes you think they'll try and give him time the second round? Well, because we don't have an option, do we? When has that stopped the fan base? Because, like, <laughs> this, this, I know, right? Because this happened. I feel with Germany, man. Because I'm a big German, German. I watch German football. What am I trying to say? The German, everybody likes the German national team. Anyway, so I'm a big fan. And this guy, this man, was well in my eyes i saw him i thought it was gonna take Germany to the semis or something and he failed so you know okay he failed the national team level fair enough but he didn't fail in club level so there's that but the fact i don't think has flicked his answer personally but Ray, i don't know what you think about what i said about like the whole what portuguese is trying to do sorry and all that what do you think Sorry, um, uh, I think as a project coach, sorry would be good. Um, but I'm thinking about sorry from years ago, so that's, that might not be a good idea. Um, Flick, I think 
he's again the perfect balance because unlike Pochettino, he he actually has accolades. Um, mm. He's won the Champions League. He's won his league. He's won a bunch of other stuff. Um, he also coached the same style that we're playing right now, um, mm. and he knows how to play through a midfield. Like he had the likes of Kimmich um, and whatnot, and Goreska in midfield, and yeah. he made that work. Um, he was so I think uh, he would be a great fit for this team, and he's also free. So, yeah. but he was not. I don't mind Flick actually, but I'm saying does the German did not come into account for for you guys, like the fact he really. didn't succeed in Germany. All right, fair. To me, it does, but fair enough. I wouldn't mind Flick, but personally, I would like sorry. But if you want to go with Flick, then can't complain. I like a German coach, anyway, so it's okay. I wanted yes. I wanted Magnus man before before Poch came. To be fair, uh, but yeah, I was I was I was telling all my rival friends that yo we're gonna get Magnus man we're gonna get Magnus man, and then they got Poch. Uh, yeah. I, I backed him ever since to be fair, but you know now I think it's time to let go. Time to let go, bro. It's all right, it's all right. Thank you guys for coming. Thank you for listening. Uh, I don't know. I mean, we're going to play Wolves soon. But if Chelsea keep losing like this, man, we might not get a lot of podcasts mm-hmm. coming out. A lot of episodes coming out, rather. Like, you know. Uh, you know, the, the the bright side is at least we can see the light at the end of the tunnel. January is just right around the corner. So, of, right. of course, I'm not saying let's go and do the same thing that we just did again. <laughs> because we That's just spent the... We just wasted a bunch of money for no reason exactly. no way in this position. But yeah, now use it to actually buy football players, please. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. FFP is going to come for your ass, man. Yeah. What if we get transfer banned? They're already, they're already going to come for us. Just make sure you buy Osim Hen and everyone, Ronaldinho's son, before they come. <laughs> Yo, did, nobody moves in January. I'm not even going to get my hopes up. But yeah, ooh. Hopefully, we'll just digress. I said digress, we'll dissect it when it comes into fruition. But yeah, thank you guys for coming. If there's anything you'd like to talk about before Kaledi. Up, up the Chels. Up the Chels, no matter Chels, what. Up the Chels, man. We never give up. <laughs> up never give up. Yeah, Jackson is shit, man. Up the Chels. <laughs> <laughs> up the Chels. Chels, Chels. Good night, guys. Thank, thank you. you. I take care, guys. Bye.